Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. If you're Mountain Time, it's 7.40. Texas Time is 8.40. And Michigan and East Coast Time is 9.40. Uh, if you are listening to us live, welcome. We're thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever want to... Uh, if you ever miss any of these calls, you can pick them up on sound. S-O-U-N-D, cloud, C-L-O-U-D, and put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls will pop up. They're now archived back more than nine years. A great shout-out to Brian Curry and Frank Lomas for not only helping us to record the calls, but to get them recorded and posted so that we can enjoy them. If you get your podcast through a different service or app, if you put in Frank Lomas and TR90 or Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, they could well pop up as well. The more recent months have been um, notated with date, the host, speaker, and what the topic for the call was. And with that being said, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but I've had a huge interest in health and nutrition and exercise going back to when I was in high school when I had um, grandparents that weren't doing very well health-wise, and I knew I didn't want to travel down some of the paths that they traveled down because of either lack of health care or not knowing enough about health and nutrition to really stay nice and healthy. So that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is a really good clean lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. If you're a larger person, you may need to increase the number of grams of protein per meal or add a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein just so that um, it works really effectively for you. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum. If you're not able to do that, do take up with your meals because they definitely will work. They just won't work as effectively as they would if you could take them 15 to 20 minutes before a meal. Partially because it gives your stomach a chance to break them down really get ready for the nutrition that's coming. With that being said, seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables daily is really good. Uh, 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Also another really key component of this. Seven to nine hours of sleep daily is also another thing depending on what your sleep requirements are. But the optimum amount of sleep for most people is in that sweet spot between seven and nine hours. If you're having trouble sleeping or getting to sleep, try going to bed just 15 minutes early and do that for several days until your body gets used to that and then move it up another 15 minutes if you're not getting enough rest. Sometimes a power nap will help, but some people can do those and some people can't. So just that is one of your one of the things to kind of keep an eye out for. Staying hydrated. 
So the current thinking is that you should be drinking at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. And if, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. That water helps clear out a lot of the toxins that your system is clearing out, helps remove fat from the system. It does a whole bunch, a host of different things. Just like the sleep helps your whole body reset certain systems overnight, it's really important. Taking your measurements at the very beginning and about every 30 days is a really good way to keep track of your progress because the inches will give you a better idea. If you have um, a scale that measures um, body fat as well as muscle, that is a good way to keep track of how you're doing. I will tell you that the first couple of times I went through the TR90 program, I did not lose a single ounce. But I lost a lot of inches. That's the reason why I highly recommend that you take a tape measure and actually record those and keep track of those. Because you might be exercising, doing everything right, and it may be that that's not the, the thing that's going to change for you. Might. And I, I will tell you, I dropped like about three or four dress sizes, so it was, it was quite lovely. With that being said, um, I'm always looking for things that are going to help support our TR90 lifestyle. And with that, I'm going to be sharing some information today out of a book called That Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And I started in about micronutrients, whether it's a home run or hyperbole. And so I'm going to pick up where I left off with this so that we have um, a lot of really good information to keep moving forward with this. So vitamin D, the great impulse, oh, excuse me, I should. It says, our collective health has declined over the past 30 years. The imperative to find the magic bullet that will give out, forgive our previous indiscretions has only heightened. This has created an approximately $100 billion industry of nutraceuticals. Currently, more than 50% of America takes at least one form of nutritional supplement, hedging their bets. A trip to the local pharmacy store, food store, health food store, or pharmacy will overwhelm even the most seasoned vitamin aficionados with their options. Do any of these supplements exert any benefits? Maybe it doesn't matter, says 71% of the Users say that their belief is so strong that they will continue to consume nutraceutical even if the studies demonstrate a lack of efficiency. So the first one is vitamin D, the great, the great imposter. By far the most enticing yet unrealized hope for the magic bullet that will cure all our ills is vitamin D. More has been written about this compound than any other vitamin, mineral, or supplement combined. Deficiency of vitamin D can occur either from lack of sunlight, 
which makes vitamin D in the skin or lack of vitamin D in the diet. Vitamin D is certainly a godsend for children who suffer from rickets, a debilitating bone disease, and seizure disorder due to a lack of vitamin D. We learned back in the 1920s that a teaspoon of cod liver oil made from salmon liver cured rickets. Though we didn't know why, much to the chagrin of children forced to swallow it. In the 1950s, it was discovered that a teaspoon of castor oil contained 400 units of vitamin D. So this became the dogma. We need 400 units of vitamin D per day. Although recent studies suggest we need as much as 800 of those units per day. Could low vitamin D be at the heart of our chronic metabolic problems? Many scientists subscribe to this idea and a subset of them have gone out on a limb to stake their claim on vitamin D as the cure-all for chronic metabolic disease. There is no doubt that vitamin D levels correlate inversely with all the core diseases associated with metabolic syndrome, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease. But why is one-third of America vitamin D deficient anyway? One reason is that we have been taught to avoid the sun like the plague. The second reason is that per capita consumption of milk, the primary source of dietary vitamin D, has declined by half over the past 60 years. Commensurate with the decline in milk consumption is the increase in sugar-sweetened beverages. Think soda and juice. You can't untie the two with epidemiological data, which is all we have so far, which is the cause, so which is the cause of metabolic syndrome, the dearth of the vitamin D or the glut of sugar or a combination of the two. Currently, not one study examines vitamin D levels and sugar consumption at the same time to determine which is the primary cause of metabolic syndrome and which is secondary. So resveratrol, the new IT compound, perhaps the single biggest blockbuster in the field of nutraceuticals is, in trials right now, not since ginkgo biloba has a nutraceutical been so highly touted as the resveratrol, a compound found in small amounts in food, but in high amounts of red wine. Yes, you can have it all. But this is one, has one some staying power because of its mechanism of action in the right part of the cell. In animal models, resveratrol has shown beneficial effects on reducing inflammation produced by those reactive oxygen, um, the ROSs. So, and by doing so, preventing cancer, reducing atherosclerosis, reducing visceral fat, improving insulin sensitivity, and possibly even preserving neuronal function, all with virtually no side effects. The problem is that human studies are just getting started and so far have been short-term only. The most recent review suggested that while promising, resveratrol is not only ready for is not 
yet ready for prime time. So do we have some contenders or some pretenders? Hmm. Many epidemiologic studies demonstrate correlations between low blood levels of antioxidants such as vitamin C and beta-carotene and the prevalence of metabolic syndrome. But are these micronutrients sufficient? Deficiencies the true cause of disease or just markers of an extremely bad diet? At this point, we just don't know. We know that altering diets, eating more fruits and vegetables, limiting processed foods and sugar to deliver more of these compounds is almost uniformly beneficial in improving the signs and symptoms of metabolic syndrome. But when these antioxidants are given as supplements, they usually fail miserably. This could very well be due to the beneficial effects of eating unprocessed foods, where you get both the fiber and the antioxidants as a bonus. In clinical trials, vitamin E supplementation has flamed out not once, but five separate times. One in the alpha tocrifol beta-carotene cancer prevention, or the ATBC study, in which the beta-carotene, the orange stuff in carrots, and the precursor to vitamin A, and vitamin E given to heavy smokers increased their risk for cancer and ischemic heart disease. Two, in the heart outcomes of prevention education, or the HOPE trial of 2005, in which vitamin E contributed to heart failure. Three, in the Women's Health Initiative of 2005, in which 10 years of vitamin E showed no benefit on the heart disease or cancer. Four, in the Selenium and Vitamin E Cancer Prevention Trial, or also known as S-E-L-E-C-T of 2009, in which the vitamin E group increased their risk for prostate cancer. And number five, in a 2008 Cochrane meta-analysis in which vitamin E did not alter the rate of cognitive decline. The Iowa Women's Health Study has provided the most recent stake through the heart of the dietary supplement movement. This long-term and well-controlled study showed slightly increased risk of death with several dietary supplements, particularly iron. Of all of them, the only long-term benefit was found by taking calcium, which proved improved longevity through fewer broken bones. But you never hear about these failures because no agency publicizes them and there is no pressure to remove the supplements from the market. This is a real dilemma. Micronutrients matter. The biochemistry says so, except that they don't work when provided as supplements in clinical trials. How many studies do we need? Now you're ready for the denouement. Real food contains endogenous Genus micronutrients prevents metabolic syndrome, processed foods cause metabolic syndrome, and the nutritional supplements can't reverse that which has previously been destroyed. 
So why does real food work while supplements don't? And let's see where we're at here for time. Oh, we are over time. So with that being said, I'm going to take us off of mute, and tomorrow I will start with the right stuff, real versus manufactured, since that is um, the next segment in this section. At the top of the hour, if you're looking to build a new skin business, scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, and one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build that new skin business. In the meantime, I'm going to take this off of mute so we can say goodbye to each other, listen for comments, and if you have some thoughts about some other things that you would like to hear, feel free to share those as well. <coughs> Excuse me, I didn't expect that clock to come on so quickly. So why we should be taking all of the real stuff in our food, although I suspect our highly uh, scientifically valid supplements are very good because New Skin would not put it out there if the science was not there to back it. Thank you, Susan. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day. Oh, I plan to. It's going to be the first day I don't have school for the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to kind of relax and enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Hayden has, is on his uh, break starting today also. Yeah, it's always fun when we get those winter breaks and able to kind of recharge our batteries, which is a good thing. <laughs> Well, with that being said, I am going to hop off and let everyone get on with their day. But don't forget to get out and get some exercise. That is always a good thing to to keep up with because once you get that habit started, it's a good habit to hang on to.